0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. If you're listening to this, maybe you're going through a breakup, or maybe you just want to understand what it might be like to heal when you're going through a breakup, whether you're breaking up with someone or they're breaking up with you. And we're talking about the no contact rule, talking about how no contact works very well. You're going to understand what no contact means in just a minute with my interview with Katie from Dating Bitch, that is her Twitter handle. And it was cool. She's a dating blogger. She came on and and we decided to talk about what no contact is, how it's going to help you, and just the various aspects of no contact when you are going through the breakup. Like I said, we're going to share some stories, some on my end, some on her end, just to give you an idea of what it looks like in the real world, what happens when you go through the no contact. And I truly hope and truly believe that this episode is going to be very helpful for you or helpful in the future if you do go through a breakup. I mean, if you are dating a lot of women, if you're using the advice that I'm giving you, if you're in the Hooked program, which teaches you how to meet women, if you're doing coaching with me, you are going to be meeting a lot of women and it's inevitable that you will go through a breakup. It happens as part of it. It's part of life. I've been through them. Maybe you've been through them before, but definitely when you're meeting a lot of women, there's going to be a breakup. Even if there's something where you've been dating for two weeks, anywhere from two weeks to six months to a year of dating someone, it can happen. And it's almost a guarantee that it will. So you need to be prepared for that. You need to know what to do and how to handle it if you end up going through that situation. So we're going to be diving into that today. Like I said, with my guest, Katie, if you are interested in getting back on the horse with dating again, so maybe you're doing no contact right now, but you're ready to be dating again, you want to be dating again, or maybe you're just listening to this because you know that one day you might go through a breakup and you are meeting lots of women right now but still you're not at the point where you want to be at, you can check out my program called Hooked. Hooked is a 10-module course where you are going to learn everything about meeting women, female psychology, female attraction, meaning understanding what a woman is attracted to, and then how you can be part of that, how you can be a person who can attract women who are beautiful, who you think are out of your league. It is possible and guys who get this course are telling me all the time how much it's helped them get to the point where they're meeting the women that they want to meet. So if you're interested in getting to that point, get the course hooked at getherhooked.com. There's a link in the show notes for you to check that out. Again, that's getherhooked.com. And if you end up getting the program, there is a bonus where you can join us in my private Facebook group called Trips Corner. There's about 1,500 guys in there already guys who have either got the hooked program or have done coaching with me and they're all in there talking and they're helping each other out people getting wingmen with each other and being able to just answer each other's questions so a very powerful place to be trips corner my private facebook group and you will get access to that if you end up getting the hooked program so you can join us in there all right check it out getherhook.com link in the show notes let's get this show on the road with my interview with Katie talking about the no contact. Hey, Katie. How's it going today?
1: I'm good. How are you, Trip?
0: I'm doing very well. I'm glad that we can have a good conversation about no contact. You are from the Twitter called Dating Bitch. That's your Twitter handle. As well yep. as... Is that the name of your blog as well?
1: It is. Yeah.
0: Where did you come up with that, by the way? I'm curious. Where does that come from?
1: Honestly, it came from have you ever seen the office? Yes, so uh, the character Kelly Kapoor, she christens herself like the business bitch. And then she is talking about how she has like the fashion bitch and all this. And I just thought it was funny. And I thought you could apply that to dating and relationships. And yeah, that's kind of where I got that idea.
0: That's funny. That's hilarious. I think I remember that. I used to watch The Office. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I've seen many, many seasons of it. And uh that is yeah. funny. And I cool. just always
1: I kind of liked her character. She's a little she's a little out there, but she's fun. So I thought, well, nah. oh, that that is kind of a good name to use for things.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it got my attention because you responded to one of my tweets and just from that name, I was like, Who's this person? And then I looked at your blog and and thought, you know what? She seems interesting. It'd be cool to have her on the podcast and, and talk about something cool. So
1: oh, it, it worked funny. on
0: my end. So
1: Of of the people who know about it in my life, they all kind of questioned the name a little because they were like, I wouldn't call you a bitch. And I was like, well, yeah, but it has a better ring to it than the dating girl.
0: That doesn't sound right. And it right. definitely stands out more. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cool.
0: So we're talking today about... No contact. So maybe why don't you tell the guys who are listening, what is no contact? Like, what's What would be the definition of that in the dating world? No contact.
1: So no contact would be after a breakup, you don't contact your ex at all. Don't talk to them. Obviously, if you share kids together, you have to talk to them a little bit. But in that case, you would just minimalize it for at least 30 days you could do forever. Some people use it as a way to try and get their ex back. Personally, I don't think that that's what the goal should be. But it's basically, you give yourself a period of at least 30 days of not talking to them
0: at all. No contact means more than actually not contacting them in my eyes. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. When I give advice to guys who are trying to get over their ex, trying to maybe get an ex back, or maybe even if it's just a dating scenario. Because I feel like sometimes no contact can be used in dating scenarios. And so I think of no contact as not just not contacting them or not responding to them, but also no contact at all with looking at their social media, looking at past text messages, looking at yes. pictures of them like really having no contact not just with her as a as a person but also having no contact with her in a virtual sense or just in a sense of anything around you that can remind you of her how do you feel about yeah. that
1: I agree with that I think that's easier said than done I think it's kind of a natural thing to I mean, I know that for me, when I've gone through breakups, I have had a very hard time not checking the person's Facebook. Did they take pictures down yet? Did they change their relationship status yet? But it doesn't do any good. So if you can help it, try not to.
0: Yeah, it definitely puts you back to square one, right? And I think anyone listening probably knows that is once you have any kind of communication with her or any sort of contact whatsoever. Or looking at her photos, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, it brings you back to that original pain, right? That original time, yeah. where you're like, oh, it makes you miss them more.
1: It does. It just reopens the wound. It's not, it isn't gonna do any good, really. First of all, you're in a really heightened state of emotion. You're not thinking logically, which is normal. I mean, your, your body kind of goes through this fight or flight response and you act impulsively, you act obsessively, you're not acting like you, if that makes sense.
0: Um, How do you mean exactly?
1: I mean that I think that's sort of where the whole idea of like a crazy ex-girlfriend comes from. It's from the fact that when you are in love with someone, when you're in a relationship, you are releasing a lot of hormones, you're Releasing dopamine, it's kind of like being addicted to drugs.
0: It almost going seems breakup, exactly like that.
1: It, it is practically identical. Um, using cocaine releases dopamine, and so does being in love. Um, and so, going through a breakup, you're going through withdrawals. And they've even like done brain scans to show that it is exactly the same. Looking at an addict and looking at somebody who's just gone through a breakup, like those addiction centers light up when you're thinking about the person it is like you are going through
0: withdrawal it's crazy it's crazy and you know what to get into this a little bit deeper when we talk about this addiction right this is an interesting an interesting topic here this addiction to to her to the addiction to your ex what's interesting is my theory is yes you're addicted to her but what you're actually addicted to are the good times that you had with them right cuz sometimes you can go through a breakup where you want them you want them back but maybe she's not treating you that well you know she's obviously you know ignoring you on some level she's the one who probably broke up with you if you're going through no contact that's not always the case we can talk about that in a bit too and you you are addicted but you're addicted to this idea of her and you're yeah. addicted to the memories and the good times that you had, right? It's like the times that you had were the things that released all that dopamine and oxytocin and all those brain feel-good chemicals. And so what we do is we think about those memories and we just want that back so bad, right?
1: Yeah, you're addicted to the feeling that you had when things were good.
0: Did you ever go through this? Yeah, I mean... Maybe on both ends where someone was doing no contact on you or you had to do it... Maybe tell your experience of no contact. And I'll tell mine afterwards.
1: On which side? Because I have both. Let's do both. So I have had experiences where I ended something with somebody and they did not do no contact. My mind was already made up. So I don't think that if they had... It would have changed the outcome, but I, I think that it did not help him at all because whenever we would talk and he told me this, he said that I was cold towards him, which I did not feel like I was being cold. When we were together, I was affectionate and loving. Now we were broken up. So I was cordial and that can create like, well, you're different now. And that's just painful for somebody. And it was for him. That was what he kind of told me. Like, you're different. Of course, I'm different. You're no longer my boyfriend. But all it does on his end is cause pain. So it, it didn't help him at all.
0: Yeah. Keeps him coming back for more. So, so did you have to do... This is almost like reverse no contact, right? So this is like someone who's doing no contact in order for their ex to stop contacting them. So not in a ways of getting over the addiction, but to force them out. And you're almost doing it for them. Did you have to do that?
1: I actually didn't. I kind of wanted to be respectful. And so I would always try to talk to them. But it was always very like, you know, I've already explained my reasons. We're not going to get back together. When you're ready to be friends, then you can call me. Kind of trying to like ease him into, you probably should take some time for yourself looking back i think it probably would have been kinder if i had done the reverse no contact it might have helped him faster but that's hard to do too because then you feel you feel mean when you are ignoring somebody
0: yeah it's not easy it's not easy it's, that's for sure it
1: is not and i've i have almost come up with i don't know if i fully think this theory but there was a part of me that kind of thought maybe when you break up with someone it might be the best idea to be kind of mean to them. That might, like if they hate you a little bit, it might help them get over you. I don't know how I feel about that yet though.
0: So I've I've been through a situation where I've had to break up with a few women and I didn't go the mean route because I just felt so bad. You know, it's like they, yeah, they it's wanted to, to be with me. It is hard to do. And, and I didn't want to be with them so what I did is I made sure and I feel like a lot of people mess this up and take advantage of the people that they broke up with. But I really was trying to be as conscious as possible to not to, to when I was responding to a text message, a couple words, a couple of sentences, not in a cold way, but just a little bit more matter of fact. you know. So I'd be a little bit responsive to them, but I wasn't giving them anything to latch on to in terms of hope. So it's like I was playing this game of, okay, I don't want to be mean because I feel bad. So I don't want to be mean or do no contact to them. So I'll give them a little bit so they can go through their period of closure, because I did respect them at the end of the day. You know, no one did anything where I was like, you know, fuck this person. They suck. So I was just trying to be mindful of I'll give you a little bit so you can go through your process, but I will make sure not to say anything that's going to give you any sort of possibility that there's a chance where we can continue. So that's how I did it on my end when I when I was breaking up with someone.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good way to do it. And but as a as a woman on the receiving end, again, you really should do no contact because even though what you're describing is not unkind, it can feel unkind when it's sort of like this person used to be so affectionate and responsive And now they're just polite. It's a big shift, naturally. And so you kind of need to give yourself space. Otherwise, that shift is just going to hurt. You see them as a lover. They see you as a friend at best, an acquaintance, an annoyance at worst. So you're seeing each other in a different light.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. It's interesting, too, being on the other end. When you're breaking up with someone, it's interesting to see them going through their process and closure. So, for example, one woman who I broke up with, we broke up. She did not take it well. It was not out of nowhere, but she still didn't take it well. And you would see them kind of going back and forth between, I hate you, and no, everything's cool. And it would, oscillate between the two where it's like in one moment they're upset about it they're mad at you and the other moment they're trying to be nice maybe at the hopes of getting you back or maybe the hope, or maybe at the just thinking that okay you know what maybe this is fine maybe this is for the best so you'll I was getting a text message it's like I got a bunch in the beginning but then slowly it would fade away and, the, te- and the, the time between text messages that I would receive from my ex would get bigger. And you would see them going back and forth and just going through their period. And through the whole time during this period, I would, like I said, I would answer them lightly, but be very matter-of-fact, just be kind of more neutral and not give them any hope. But this is interesting because this is the no contact on the other end. And I'm sure a lot of guys listening are... Probably listening because they're in the other situation where they have to do no contact. So for you, when did you... I don't know if you told this story. I don't think you did. This. What's the story of you implementing no contact for yourself when someone broke up with you? What was that experience like?
1: That experience was made a lot of mistakes. I did not implement it. That was the mistake. And kind of looking back, it's, you know, I was reacting out of a place of emotion. And when I look back at those actions, it's like, oh my God, I was really acting crazy. I should have given myself enough time away from it. Cause it was, it was hard in my experience. It was, um, it was a very long term, serious relationship. We were planning on moving in together. I think he got cold feet. And it was a very out of the blue thing. And um, he did not do it with responding to me occasionally. He sort of left that door open a lot, you know, like ended it. But then was also like, yeah, there's a chance that we could get back together.
0: Did you hate that?
1: I mean, at the time I latched onto it, it's like, okay, we're going to get back together. In retrospect, yeah, I don't do that. Even if you think that there is a chance, don't tell the other person that. You know, because then it gives them something to they're not able to get over you. Because they're going to take that and they're going to think that. And then they're going to pursue that. And so that made it harder.
0: So when was the point where you finally did go full no contact or how did it eventually fizzle out?
1: Um well it eventually fizzled out because I think it was just, it was constantly causing me pain. And a lot of my friends were like, you just need to stop talking to him. And so finally I did. I don't know exactly what the breaking point was, but I was trying to move on. I was starting to date again. And I ended up, um, I didn't reach out to him at all for about two weeks. And then he reached out to me. Hey, I noticed that you haven't you know called me at all. Just wanted to like make sure that you're doing well. And it was very confusing. Yeah, I you know, like You didn't want me to talk to you. You made that very clear. And now I am not talking to you. So it felt almost like a narcissism type of move of like, I still want to make sure that you're thinking about me. Um, or maybe, I or just maybe didn't guilt. To maybe guilt, but I, I don't know. I don't I didn't respond. I just sort of saw the message and thought, I, I am not gonna play this game. And um yeah, I think that, that was that was probably the the breaking point. And then just with enough time to, you know, when it first happened, it was very you go through a breakup and you think this person was my soulmate, we were gonna get married, and you have them on this pedestal and I think when you give yourself enough time and space, you, you're no longer looking back on it as only the good times. And now you're looking at, oh, these were the things that I wasn't happy about and it wasn't perfect. They weren't perfect. And then you can sort of say, you know, I don't even want to get back together with this person. But that, that takes time and it takes distance. Like You, you need to have distance in order to, to get to that place.
0: Yeah, to get you to the point where you can think more logically rather than emotionally. Right. Which I think is why no contact is so important. Because if you do contact them or if they contact you, it gets you back into that emotional addictive state and you can't think logically and what the right move to do is or it just hurts your ability to go through the closure process that one has to go through when they go through a breakup. So. It can, be, it can be tough. I would say to guys, if you're ever going through a breakup that's really bad and you start to do no contact and you're starting to get closure, I mean, I would just block their text messages. I mean, it's something you can even do early on also. Definitely yeah. blocking their social media so you don't even have a chance to hear from them because you don't have control if they're going to reach out to you or not. But you do have control of whether they can message you. And you can on all platforms of social media and even texting, be able to stop that. So I would recommend that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I would recommend that. And I've also... What I have told people, because it's very tempting to call someone in the heat of the moment, you're thinking about it and you're like, I'm okay, I need to call them right now. And it feels really urgent. It's not urgent, but for whatever reason, you're in this emotional state. You think you have to talk to them. I would say to people, you should write their number on a piece of paper, give it to a friend that you trust to say, like, do not give this to me, and delete their number out of your phone. Delete their number, delete their text messages so that when you have that middle of the night urge, when you're out drinking and you think, I'm going to send them a text, you can't. You don't have their number. That's what I would tell people because it's, you can say, okay, I'm not going to call them. But in the, in the moment, sometimes you get impulsive and then you've sent a message that you regret. So I would say, delete their number, give the number to a friend. If you know, a month or two goes by and you feel like you're calmer, and you want to talk to them. Hey, I'm ready now. I can, can you and I have the number back?
0: What would be the purpose that you think of talking to them again?
1: I think for some people, they want to get back together. I think in 95% of the cases, you should not be wanting to get back together with someone. I don't think that that ever leads to anything great. I guess the other point would be, I I do think that you can have a friendship with somebody, but you have to give it enough time to where you can look at them as a friend, you can be treated as a friend, and it's not going to hurt you anymore
0: a lot of time. A lot of time. To the point where I feel you should be very honest with yourself if you are actually over them. And that could yeah. take year. It could minimum. It could take many years depending on a lot of things, how long the relationship was, how much it affected you. I had, I had this one friend, he always tells me he prides himself in the fact that he didn't burn any bridges And he's still friends with all of his exes. And I don't think he's in any sort of denial about it. I've seen him act and the way he talks about things. He definitely is over them. But he's still friends with them. And I don't know. I think that's more the exception rather than the rule. I just, I'm not friends with any of my exes. And it's not that we're on really bad terms. I know that with all of them. It ended and it wasn't good when it ended. But over time, there was forgiveness on on both ends for whatever went down. But I wouldn't say I'm friends with them and nor do I want to be friends with them. Just because we had what we had and I couldn't imagine that moving into some sort of friendship. I'm, I'm not sure how people are actually able to do that. I just feel like that was part of you know your past and that was something that you had with them in the that moment of life and it was a romantic thing and so be it again i know there's exceptions here also with divorces and things like that and sharing custody of children i'm more talking about pre-marriage breakups i just i don't see much of the upside to continue to be friends with someone again that would be unless it's maybe many years down the line, but there is still that romantic there's that romantic connection there. Even if you don't see them like that, but there's still something there. You were romantically connected to them at the time. So I just feel that it's not necessary to be friends with an ex and that you can have other friends and you can move on to other people, unless it's, again, here's another exception I, I'm just coming up with it's maybe a shorter relationship where it's and this is a specific circumstance where it's very mutual where both parties are like you know what this isn't really working out i think we're just better as friends and that happens to be the conversation i think that's a rare circumstance i think most cases are someone's breaking up with someone else and there's more pain and hurt and and things like that involved but in that rare circumstance where people are like yeah this isn't working out we both agree we're both over each other romantically and maybe then that can lead to a friendship. But that situation is very rare. Have you ever I mean, had a situation I have a lot like of that? friends
1: that are exes.
0: So how's that going for you?
1: So there, it kind of falls into two camps. Like you said, um, one of my very close guy friends, we dated, but we dated a very long time ago and it took several years and now we're friends. But that took years,
0: years apart. Yeah. yeah
1: to the point where it's like okay it's been several years hey let's catch up okay we still get along as people we can be friends the other people that i'm friends with were kind of more of what you were talking about shorter relationships you know we went out a couple of times someone i met online both kind of agreed yeah we're better as friends and that's fine there there's no hurt you know i wasn't attached to them they weren't attached to me so that can be okay, yeah, we're friends. We, you know, dated for two weeks, a month. Right. We can be friends. The other relationships that I've had where it was long-term, one was over five years, one was a little over two years. We're not friends because it wasn't a good breakup. There were hurt feelings. And in those two instances, it was one on each side, one I ended things, one he did. And in both cases, I don't have any grudges against them. I don't wish them bad, but they don't need to be a part of my life. But for shorter relationships, then yeah, I think that you can.
0: Yeah, you don't have as much addiction to that person. It's a right. it's it's very minimal memories.
1: Right. When exactly. it's a short
0: relationship. My theory behind no contact, and I would want to hear yours as well. The one reason why no contact works so well is because when you delay contact with a person, whether it's again actual communication with them or just seeing them on social media or looking at old pictures or whatever it may be, if you're able to do no contact and actually Follow through with it. What happens is the memory and the memories that you have with your ex start to fade over time. Like it starts to become a blur. Even what she looks like starts to become a blur. Like the actual face that you think of in your head, like it all starts to become a little bit blurry. And the more time you can do no contact, the more blurry it gets. And then the pain starts to go away. What's that one saying? Time heals all. And I believe it's because, yes, right, you get past it. But deeper than that, the memories start to become so much in the past that it's further away from your reality. And it starts to become this really distant memory. It's kind of like...
1: It's a vague memory.
0: Yes, exactly. Like high school, you remember, if you're in your 30s we, and.
1: You know, we went on a trip together and that was really fun, but you don't remember exactly how you felt on the trip or exactly yes. how it felt to kiss them. Those are all, you don't remember it. So it's easier to kind of, yeah, but it takes time to get there.
0: Right. It takes time to get there. So, what is your formula, so to speak? If someone were to ask you and say, Katie, dating bitch, what do I do here? I got broken up with. My heart is just shredded. And I know I need to go no contact. I've heard about this thing. What do I do? What are my steps here? How can I do this properly so I ensure getting over this person as fast as possible? What would you say to that person?
1: I would say first and I did not do this and that's that was a mistake. I would say first delete their number, write it down, give it to a friend, delete it from your phone, delete all their messages, delete the pictures. You know, people have gifts or like mementos. You don't have to throw them away, but put them somewhere out of sight. Put them in a box, put it in the closet. Don't look at it, don't think about it. I would say don't even go on social media. I mean you can you can block them or remove them or you can mute their story, but I would say at, for the time being just don't even don't even go on there because you're going to see your friends who are in relationships and you know you don't want to be mad at your friends, but there's going to be a bitterness of like seeing other people happy and in love is just going to make you feel sad. So I would say, take, take a break from that. And it's going to be really, I mean, try not to think about them. That is so much easier said than done. But I would say, honestly, you should try to think about anything you disliked in the relationship. What did you not like? What did you not like about them? And focus on that if you're thinking about them at all, because chances are you're going to be thinking about the good times, you're going to be thinking about everything positive to the point where that's all you're thinking about and you think that they're perfect. But try to remember, like, if it was perfect, it would not have ended. So either it really was perfect, which means that they were just lying to you the whole time, or it wasn't perfect and you're just not remembering those parts of it.
0: I like what you said there about this idea of of the bad things in the relationship. I tell guys who are going through no contact, basically everything you just said, and I'll add one more thing. Well, actually, I want to add two more things. One thing that came up was don't ask any of any mutual friends how they're doing. Yeah. Because that's a form of contact in a a way too because you're just finding out what they're up to. And then another thing I want to say is I think you should keep a little list in your phone or even write it down and put it in your wallet of all the things that didn't go right or the things that were wrong with the relationship. And even better, things that were wrong with her in terms of why she wasn't a good match for you. That list could be one thing long. Maybe it's 20 things long. But come back to that list. If you want to contact her in any of the ways that you just mentioned, don't do that. And instead, take the action of looking at that list to remind yourself of why this wasn't a good fit. Because I'll even have clients that I talk to who they break up with the girl, but they're still somewhat obsessed with them or they can't get over them. It's weird. like They know they shouldn't be with that person, but it's still so tough for them because you're going through a breakup. You're attached to someone, so you still have that lack of dopamine hit. Even if you're the one who breaks up that person, you just got to come back to why you broke up with them. So either come back to why you broke up with them, or come back to why you believe it wasn't a fit. Now, I think that there might be some guys out there who might think, okay, well, she was perfect. She was great. I'm the one who screwed it up. So there can't be, I can't think of anything bad with her, but I'm the one who messed up, which caused her to break up with me. Is there anything you would say to that person?
1: I would say that it is never just one person. That's just not how relationships work. Even, even if you cheated on her, say, it's 99% your fault, but there was a reason that you did that. There was something missing. So it can't possibly have been perfect. It's never just one person's fault. And right. part of it could also yeah, just There's
0: always be... something there.
1: The reason that she's not perfect is she ended things without trying to work it out. So that right there shows this is someone who things get rough and they're willing to just walk away. And I'm not saying people should forgive infidelity, but I'm just saying like, if she were perfect, you would be together. You know, she would have tried to work things out or given you a second chance or tried to talk to you. It's never just one person's fault.
0: Right. There's always something there, right?
1: Yeah. And nobody is perfect. I mean, unless you were, I don't know, dating Angelina Jolie, but you probably weren't. So nobody is perfect. And she Even probably she, isn't either.
0: She's got some faults too, right? <laughs> exactly. She
1: probably does. They're just not obvious to the public.
0: Right. I, I want to give guys a resource here. There's a great subreddit on the website Reddit called Contact. So it's reddit.com slash r slash exnocontact. And it is basically a support group for people who are trying not to contact their ex. I'm pretty sure that is the main one. I, I, I don't think there's any other ones out there. I know there's reddit.com slash r slash breakups. But I like the ex no contact one because it's very specific to no contact. And people are just posting about how long that they've been in no contact and it's very motivational and there's a lot of motivational stuff on there and just people going through the same thing you are pretty much at all times. So I'd recommend that if you don't have a support group for yourself or friends to talk to, that's definitely a good resource for guys who can get over a breakup and go through the no contact period, which we've said helps a lot. Yeah. And I I don't know if
1: I have anything for guys specifically, but there is a book um, and I'm forgetting the author's name, but it's called like the um, 12 Steps for a Breakup. I think that that's what it's called. And it's a really funny kind of guide. It kind of takes like the 12 steps of Alcohol Anonymous and applies it to breakups in like a humorous way. And I would say that that's a good resource. It's very blunt. It's very like, you are not getting back together. You need to accept that. But it says it in a humorous way. And I think when you're going through a breakup, anything that can make you laugh just a little bit, it's probably helpful.
0: Is, this, is it by Sarah Mellon, the breakup band-aid, a 12-step program to kick the addiction yeah, to your ex?
1: That
0: is it. Okay, got it. Yeah, I just found it here on Amazon.
1: Yeah, it is a it is really funny. It's a funny read and she uses a lot of her own experiences of like and like I said, like I and I don't even like to say this term of like crazy ex-girlfriend, but I think we've all as women, we've done that. You know, you show up at his house and think, you know, he he'll know how much I love him, he'll change his mind. Um he won't. <laughs> you can't convince somebody to love you. It just it doesn't work that way. So yeah. You're going to do that. And I've done that. And then afterward, you're just going to feel embarrassed. You're going to look back and just kind of, oof, I was acting crazy. I was a hot mess.
0: You're going to cringe. Cringe real hard for doing that. There's a saying in the dating advice community called that says, Attraction is not a choice. And I feel like that relates to this. right? You can't convince someone to love you. You can't convince someone to be attracted to you. You can't convince someone to like you. Yeah. It's more actions speaking louder than words. And that's why, by the way, no contact can work. It's the most effective method, if any, to getting your ex back is going no contact. So if someone wants to get their ex back, it's more not doing than doing. So the action of not doing and that distance between you two would show her that you're not being needy, that you're not being... Uh, overly emotional. And of course, if you do contact her, you might say something that's going to turn her off even more. So that would be the best advice I would have for someone trying to get their ex back is create a lot of distance, go no contact, and then try reaching out to them back in a month or so. But secretly, I, I hope that anyone who does take that advice does get to the point where they realize it just wasn't a good relationship. And then they don't end up reaching out to them. But that would be someone's best shot. I would say I trying would to get someone so,
1: back. Which is why I, I don't like when people use it as a way to get back together because I think it probably wasn't a good relationship. You know, there were people where I thought, oh, we're gonna get back together. And I look back at it now and I'm with somebody else now and I look back and it's like, God, I I can see how much was wrong there and how much better it is now. Why would I want to go back? You just can't see it in the moment. So I would right. say that that's another piece of advice is you should, when you're in that mindset, just picture yourself a year from now, two years from now with somebody better. And like eventually you'll get there. And then you'll look back and say, yep, that wasn't a great relationship. It wasn't perfect. I'm glad it ended.
0: Yeah, you come into a closure and you realize what happened in the relationship that made it come to that point. And why it wasn't so good, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there are cases where people are determined. And in those cases, the best and only chance that you would have would be doing no contact. Right. But exactly. I would hope that people could get to a place where it's like, nope. And that takes time. You know, the the ex that I talked about that I did not do no contact with and then eventually got to a place where I was, nope, this wasn't good. He still reaches out to me periodically to say like happy birthday. And I don't respond because it's, you know, it's too late for me. I'm not interested.
0: Yeah. With one of my very first exes many years ago, we ended up making up past breakup just to be, you know, amicable with each other. And there was a few birthday text messages on both of our ends, which was fine. That was kind of it. But then after a few years, it just they just stopped. And there was this fades away. There's no longer birthday text messages and it just goes away, which is probably for the best.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know when I when I got it, it was like, I haven't heard from you in over six months. I why are you texting me? And I just didn't respond. Because it's just it, I mean, this was a very bad breakup though. So it's sort of like there are, there are cases where if it wasn't a bad breakup, you can remain cordial or remain friendly. And once you're fully okay, you can be friends. But I think in certain instances, if it was really a bad breakup, it's, it's just not going to be worth it to have them in your life. It's just a reminder of something painful.
0: Yep. Yep. You just got to be careful of any of those text messages that come in six months, a year, maybe two years, maybe even five years later, just be careful that that doesn't suck you back in because it totally can. Yeah. So be wary of those future text messages that you might receive. I, I did receive a text message from one of my exes w- way past closure and where we haven't been in contact. This is one that I ended the relationship with and she texted me about six months post not post-breakup, but post-closure of everything. And we're both on our way and everything is, is fine. And she said, this is the time where you... It was like November. And she's like, this is the time where you and I were going on a trip together. And I have such fond memories of that. So it was really interesting. She sent that text message really out of nowhere where we were both done. And I just didn't respond to it. And I never... That was years ago. And I, I haven't heard from her since. But that was one of those moments where I was like, all right, that's nice. I appreciate that. I'm thinking that in my head, but I didn't want to respond to it as a way to say to her, this is done. You know, I'm not going to respond to this. Like, why are we rehashing old, fond memories? There's no point. We're done with this. And I think that sent a message by not sending a message because I, like I said, I haven't heard from her since. So, got to be careful with those moments.
1: Yeah. And I I always look at that as I almost see it as, I mean, maybe it was a moment of loneliness on her end, but I also look at it as it could be someone trying to see if they still have some sort of emotional control over you. Does this person still like, can I send them a message and then get back? And your answer should be no. You don't have that over me anymore. Like you, you discarded me. You don't get to come back and pick me up when you feel like it's convenient.
0: Yeah, that's, that's interesting too because I was saying it from the point of view of I'm the one who broke up with her, but it's even more powerful in the situation that you're saying where if she broke up with you and it's months and months, maybe years down the line and she sends you a text message, there is nothing more powerful than not responding to that person who broke up with you because that truly says to her, listen, I'm done. Like I've, I've gotten over you and I don't, I don't need this text message. So very powerful to not respond to something like that.
1: Yeah. Or even who is this? (laughs) And I, again, I think that there are exceptions. You can be friendly with people, but that's only if time has passed, emotions have healed. And if the breakup was not incredibly ugly, I think when things are really ugly, it's best to just leave it in the past.
0: Yep, 100%. Very good. Is there any last remarks you want to say to the guys who are listening, who are going through a breakup and trying to do no contact? Any last words of wisdom or anything motivational?
1: Again, I just think that um, just kind of when you do think about your ex and you think that they were perfect, just imagine there's someone way better looking, better in bed, nicer. There's, that person is out there for you. And you'll find them eventually. And when you do, then you'll look back and be like, I don't know why I ever wanted to be with my ex in the first place. This person is so much better.
0: Exactly. They're not a match. That's correct. They're not a match. Move on. You can definitely find someone who's a better match and better for you.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Katie, thanks so much for being here, being on the podcast, talking about this it's a really big topic for guys who are trying to get over their ex. And I feel like you gave some good advice here. So I appreciate you being on and and thanks for doing it. Where can guys find you if they want to see more of what you're up to and what you're talking about?
1: Well, like you said, my Twitter handle is dating bitch. You can find that on Instagram also. And then my blog, which is com slash website. And that's linked in my Twitter bio too.
0: Cool. Awesome. We'll put that info in the show notes so you guys can check her out. And Katie, thanks again for doing this.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun.